Welcome to Conversations with Toy, a blogcast tackling life one episode at a time. This is the time to air out life's craziest moments. This space is all about speaking about life's hang-ups and ways in which we can leave better than when we started. Topics are all about ways we can find space to be better in life, love, mental space and health. Happy Friday. I hope that you have had the most amazing week. If this is your first time tuning in to Conversations with Toy, welcome. It is never, ever a mistake to stumble upon a new podcast because as you stumble upon new podcasts, you hear different voices and opinions. And honestly, I probably listen to podcasts about 80% of my actual day. The reason is, is that one, I like the fact that I can work and listen to podcasts at the same time. It gives me energy. It inspires me when I'm hearing people speak about their lives and the things that they have overcome, the things that have challenged them, the victories that they have won. Listen, Listening to podcasts is amazing. So I am grateful for you being here in this space. I talk about social media things that happen, but the majority of the time I'm talking about mental health and wellness, self-care. How can we take care of ourselves just a little better? And listen, there are times when these conversations are extremely serious. There are times when we have to put disclaimers. There are times when we laugh. And we just have a different arrays of emotion. But I am grateful for you to be in this space. I honor the fact that you took the time to listen. Listen, if you, as you're listening, I have two other things that you are doing. You're already doing the first. So go ahead, listen to this entire episode, let it play out. And then the second thing that you can do is share. Share the episode with another person. And once you're done sharing it with someone else that you let everyone else know that this podcast exists in this space, the last thing I want you to do is to review it. Review it on whatever platform that you are listening on because I love watching, reading, whatever the case may be, the reviews. It's important. If there's something that you feel like you need to be sprinkled into there, some things you're like, take that out. I'm all for fair game, but I want you to review it. Give us some good reviews because listen, I do this as an act, an action of love. So thank you for tuning in. This is season 10, episode four. And the last three weeks, I have had the most amazing guests from content creators from all different levels, folks who have started out only in a few years. We have the one who's a writer and content creator. And then we have the uh, one, the last one where we talked about just the different tools that you'll need. And, and also keeping in mind, you may not have everything that you want to get started in life. But if you take one step, I promise you, I promise you direction will come to you. So I just want to encourage while you're listening to the first three episodes, when you go back and listen to it, is say yes to yourself, like completely be okay with giving yourself the permission to not only say yes, but to let yes live deep into your soul. Listen, life is already hard enough. And if you live this life just a little bit, like the old folks say, 
you will see how crazy life can be. And because of that, I want us to get very comfortable saying yes to us, being very comfortable of going ahead and just reaching for certain goals. Because if we continuously tell ourselves that we're not worthy, if we continuously make sure that we down ourselves in some way, it does not serve your greater purpose, regardless of what your purpose is. So I want us to really tap in and learning how to say yes to ourselves, especially when we're talking about something that's healthy, whether learning a new skill, listen, all of those things take courage, right? It takes courage to put yourself out on a blog. It takes courage to use your voice on a podcast. Everything that we do takes courage. But I am encouraging you to understand that whatever it is that you want to put out in this world, especially when it's positive, especially when it's uplifting, it will do what it's supposed to do. So I hope you feel welcome and enjoy your time here on this podcast. There are 10 seasons, um, so many different episodes. I talk about marriage, dating, everything in between, let's see, uh, parenting, everything. If you, if it's, if it's a topic, I'm going to cover it. And especially when I can talk about it in the terms of mental health and wellness. Today's topic, I don't need to necessarily give a trigger warning because it's nothing salacious, but what I will say is that we are going to talk about the no contact and what is no contact and why that plays a big part. We're going to talk about parenting, which is completely subjective. So for those who are going to get in your feelings, I just need you to raise your hand so we can identify you. I can't see you, but go ahead and raise your hand. And then I need you to go ahead and just understand that we're just going to take it there. The reason why I want to talk about these different things is we're going to talk about Monique, um, comedian Monique and her son. And we're going to talk about the different things that have happened in this week because it's going to go and tie into the no contact. But before we get to that, I do want to mention this one part about when we're talking about self-care and mental health and taking care of yourself. If you have not seen your doctor since even before the end of last year, meaning your doctor didn't seen you last year, the doctor didn't, don't know you're still here on this good earth, you have not checked in with the doctor, I need you to go ahead and I need you to make an appointment to see a doctor. I need you to do that. I want you to make an appointment. I want you to see your doctor. I want you to make an appointment, ladies, and go see your OBGYN. I want you men to go ahead and go see your doctor and go get that prostate checked. I want you to take your kids and yourself and go to the dentist. I want you to go and get your eyes checked. It's amazing to me how we don't understand that taking care of ourselves, which when we talk about self-care and mental health, they go together. So you can go and get all of the you know, pedicures and have your timeouts and have your naps and have all the things you need to rejuvenate. But if you're not taking care of yourself, it's really off or not. There are so many things that we fight in our body that we just are not aware because again, you know, we're hot doctors. That's why you have to go see one. And I feel like some people have really been dropping off in these last couple of years with checkups. So if you did not get a checkup, not one time in 2023, I don't need you to wait for nobody to tell you, but I'm go ahead and tell you anyway, go ahead and make you an appointment this year. Like all the things that I mentioned, I need you to get checked. You should have your blood work checked. You should have all the things you have. You should, your dentist should not, not know you. Like if your dentist cannot identify you, something is wrong. My dentist, she may not necessarily, you know, you know what? No, no, no. My dentist would know my name. My dentist knows me very well because I'm there every six months. I need us to get back on the flow of how it is to take care of ourselves because we're not doing enough of that. We take care of everybody else. We know everybody else's tea, but when it comes to taking care of ourselves, we're not always as we're not always as 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 open as we need to do on that. So I need y'all to get it together in 2024 by going ahead and calling and getting all them services set up. 
Go ahead and make your appointments and go ahead and get it done because time waits for no one. I have such a great praise report. And that is that I have been going back and forth to the doctors to have different mammograms done a lot more sooner than, you know, every year or whatever the case may be. And they had thought that they saw what was called a lump and they wanted me to have it aspirated. I mean, it was turning into a whole thing. I went to the specialist and discovered that, no, those things are not necessary, that I am not in risk of breast cancer, praise the Lord. And so these things happen because I, I did the work. I make sure that I go to my doctor. I make sure that I have my mammograms done. I make sure that I see the OBGYN. All of these things do matter. And so taking care of you is such a, it should be such an honor because you only have yourself. Like there is no other you. Even if you're a twin, you're still unique. And there's so much life to live that I want y'all to go ahead and take advantage. And the only way to take care of that is if you're here to see it, if you're here to be in it. Now we get it. There are people who pass away every single day who've done all of the right things, never drank, never smoked, never did all of these other, you know, worlds in life, but they have gotten some type of sickness. Yes, we are aware that that does exist. However, we want us to be smarter in how we take care of the body and the temple that we have. So while we're being helpful and making sure that we're good, while we're taking care of ourselves, a lot of that's going to come from taking care of you. Now, let's get into the topic of this episode. What is no contact? Now, when someone decides to go con no contact, you can apply no contact to anyone. Normally it is applied to family members, but you can apply it to anyone, friends, acquaintances, exes, all the things. And basically no contact says exactly what it sounds like. You go no contact. That means you no longer entertain people that you no longer want to entertain. You don't call them. And if they call you, most of the time you will block them or get a new number. You are closing up every single door and making it sure enough that that person understands that they do not have any access to you. And if you are an adult child, which usually happens, which means you're a child, your parents, for the most part, you are an adult, you no longer subscribe to their foolery anymore. So that means you are not in contact. They cannot get in contact with you. Now, when people go no contact, and this is for people who don't understand why people would go no contact. Listen, I know that a lot of people like myself are getting therapy. They are seeking out different ways to handle the stress and the trauma that they've experienced as children. You know, they're growing up and they are learning to, you know, move forward with their lives. And it doesn't always mean that when you move forward in your life that you have to be in relationship with people that are, were once in your life. Now, if you are over the age, I would say about good 50, 55, you're not old by any means. Let's not, you know, don't get in your feelings and start texting me or not texting me, but calling me or emailing me and saying things like, oh my God, I can't believe you said that. I'm not old. You're not. But I do tend to find that people in the age bracket of older 50, 50 and above, don't understand this contact, this concept. So they have older children who have decided to go non-contact. And instead of an, uh, sitting down and thinking about what is it they have, that has been done that has caused an adult to decide that they don't want to have anything to do with you. Instead, it's this projection of, 
It's them. I didn't do anything wrong. Now, listen, I know accountability is one of them long words that some people struggle to spell and they also struggle to put into their life about how it can apply to things that have happened. Now, if you in your past, meaning as a parent, because I am a parent too, and there will be things that my kids do not understand. There will be things that will frustrate my children. And as they get older, they're going to become verbal, just like I, at some point in the line, down the line, became verbal with my parents. Now, that doesn't mean that I was verbally disrespectful or even could even speak up, but you will begin to formulate your own ideas of what it is to what you feel like should have happened in your childhood, right? So you have these adults who have come to the realization that things that have happened were not okay. Thank you, Lord, for that. Because people who are older, again, we're talking about 50 and up, older, not old, will then have this ideology that, okay, I didn't have the right tools. I didn't know what I was doing. I did the best that I could do. And they leave it at that. Once the statement goes out that I've done the best that I can do, they have that blanket statement to cover the worst that they have done. There are parents who have been abusive verbally, emotionally, physically, right? They have beat their kids and whether they feel like the, whatever they have done was justifiable, it still does not resonate with the adult who is now reliving past of these past hurts and these pains. Just because you say the words, I did the best that I could, it doesn't negate the worst that you have done. And I feel like people who are older than 50 years old will use that phrase and take little to no accountability. That phrase does not exonerate you from the things that you have said. That phrase does not exonerate you from the things that you have done. It does not make it, doesn't wipe the slate clean. It literally does not. It's a step in the right direction, but then there's got to be more follow-up, okay? So going no contact means just that. I am in no contact with you and you are in no contact with me. Now, there have been times when I have been frustrated with my own parents and I guess if I use the same concept, I guess I could say, I don't even have to guess, I have gone no contact. Um, Limited conversation, blocking them from social media. You know, you literally close every single single door to make it very clear that I am not interested in having any form of relationship with you. And that is what no contact is. But again, you have to understand that people don't just walk up one day and decide I'm going to be no contact. Now, for the people who are older that say, you know, these grown people need to get over and move forward. People are actually moving forward. Just because they won't open the door to you doesn't negate the fact that they have growth. Some people, when they discover their growth as they grow and they understand what actually took place and the feelings that they had, because 90% of us, even if you've lived in the most liberal home, may not be in the position to be able to talk clearly about how you feel to another adult, especially when that adult is an elder. It is something about elders that they do not like to be corrected. Now, this is the thing. I know that I'm a fairly new parent. And when I say fairly new parent, my oldest will be almost 15. And that still feels like I'm a fairly new parent, right? But I'm a lot closer to getting to the adult age of my child than I am where we started from the very beginning. Now, with that being said, there are things that you must do, or you may come to the realization that your child dislikes. 
I, for one, am the type of parent that have uh, little check-ins with my children where because they're older now, they can understand their feelings and and they understand how they feel about certain things. We have check-ins. Now, these check-ins don't necessarily happen when a situation is occurring, but it will happen about maybe once a month or every three months. I have a conversation with my children outside of my home. So that means we go out on a one-on-one and we have these conversations where I ask them, hey, what is it that you feel that I could be a better parent? How can I support you? And I do believe that the older generation not only didn't do it, I know that for a fact, but if you talk about doing that or even entertain the fact that this is a possibility to do check-ins with your children, it will become very much objective. It is the reason of like, you're allowing your kids to dictate what you do as a parent. You're supposed to be the adult. You shouldn't be um, having your kids tell you what you're wrong. But I say this. If more parents from my parents' generation and, and beyond would have done more check-ins and, 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 and created the environment by which your child knows that you are still coachable, you don't have to go through the dramatics of beating yourself in the chest to, to show your child that you're the adult. You're supposed to execute wisdom and therefore they know that you're the adult because you're the parent. But a lot of the parents, and this is including my parents and above, do not feel the need to be coachable. So they don't want to learn, or at least in the past, don't want to learn new things about what's happening or want to entertain having solid and good relationships with their children because, God forbid, if you say that you're, you're as a parent, you have done something wrong. Okay. And so a lot of these grown adults now have moved on. They moved on. They just didn't include you with it. And they have decided that the pain that you have caused and the inability for you to take accountability is way more detrimental to their mental health and their well-being that they just would rather move on in life without you. There are people who are mourning the deaths of their of their parents and their parents are not dead, which means that they are mourning the relationship that they could have, but their parents are not a part of their life. Whether that's them making that the case or the parent making that case. And I'm just going to keep this 100 even if the child the grown-up a child decided to leave you out because they decided to go no contact there is a choice that you could have made but the choices that were made back in the time when you were as a parent and governing over them were not choices that felt felt good to them and they have decided to move forward right now if you have a mom or a dad like my parents and you tell them that oh you know you, you didn't, I didn't like the way you said or did certain things. And they, you know, my parents would listen to a certain extent now, but at one point they would be like, okay, well, you know, what you're going to do about it? It's over and said and done with, you got to move on. And that is honestly the take of people who are older, because back in the day, no child had the ability to speak up. You were supposed to be seen and not heard. Right. So fast forward to now, we're in 2024, and now people have gotten the revelation that they no longer have to be entertained by their uh, parents who don't want to act right. These are the parents that were abusive in some sort of way. These are the parents that were disconnected and didn't show emotion. These are the parents that would do more hollering and screaming than they did with comforting and listening, okay? Now, I saw something online that I want to talk about that actually ties in with this conversation. There was a little girl. She had to be, I would say, between the ages of two and three years old. So her father put a cup on the counter and gave her a carton of milk because, you know, pouring milk, even for some adults is a challenge, right? 
And he was trying to teach the little girl basically how to do it. So the little girl put the cup onto the table and she's pouring the milk, I believe that was in the cup. And this milk is going all over the place. Now, you want to know what type of parent you have or the type of parents that you may have had in the past. Look and find this video. And I'll try to put it in the show notes where the little girl is pouring the milk into this cup. And if your parent's first instinct is to grab that cup, hit you, scream at you, or do all these levels of combination, I'm not telling you that you're a bad parent. And I'm not telling you that you would be a candidate for no contact. But what I'm saying is something as simple as pouring a cup of milk could trigger a lot of people. In that video, I've seen so many comments that said, my parents would have grabbed me by my neck. My parents would have grabbed me by my arm and beat the hell out of me because I spilled this milk. My parents would have immediately started um, verbally, you know, uh, yelling and screaming and hollering at me because I spilled this milk. When the father inside of the story, this in this video, as she was pouring, he simply stopped cleaned it up, put a new cup down and let this child try over and over again. Now, uh, granted, when people do videos like that, they know that they're recording so they can garner their responses. But how simple is pouring a glass of milk from a two-year-old's perspective who is learning? And that ties into something that I want to, like this other part of it, when you're growing up and your parents don't even know that certain behaviors from a kid is a normal response. For instance, if you are the type of parent that believes in beating your child, and so you go to beat that child, and we all know what will come from that. You'll say things like, why I'll give you something. I'll give you something to cry about. I'm already crying, right? I'm already crying. I am being beat. I am being hit. And so my response is to cry. And if the response is, I'm going to give you something to cry about. We need to check that because these are the types of responses that then begin to later on lead to no contact. Why? Because it's not normal to be hit. If I am an adult and a person walks up to me, I may not start busting out crying, but I'm going to feel that pain and I'm going to have some type of response. It is not normal. It is not normal to be hit and then being told that you, you shouldn't have any, um, you shouldn't show your disdain or you shouldn't be upset about being hit, right? That's as an adult. As a child who is being hit by someone who is almost two times bigger than them, how are we beating kids, first of all, and then telling them, I'm going to give you something to cry about? Can, can we just raise our hands and just put logic to that and just say, we want our kids to grow up and be human beings, but we don't allow them to have human feelings because God forbid those hum, human feelings, they hit on us. What do I mean by that? I mean that if that child cries because of something that you did, because you hit them, regardless of what you feel their actions that, that led to that, right? You don't want them to cry because in crying, you would have to acknowledge that you're hurting them. And to say that you hurt them would then say that you shouldn't be doing something. And this is the psychologically cycle. This is the type of mindset that we deal with when you're talking about why people with no contact. Okay. You're not allowed to cry. Even though I hit you, what are you crying for? I'm going to give you something to cry for. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me, ma'am. I'm already crying. You're, you better not cry. Shut that crying up. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. These are types of weird responses that parents give as they're raising their kids that don't make sense. And your kids know that it doesn't make sense because as they're growing into human beings, they are supposed to learn logic and you know, good darn well, that's not logical. It's not just, it's not logical. 
So in this pouring of this milk, so many people said that they would have gotten a beating. Getting a beating for learning how to pour milk into a cup. The child didn't steal the milk out that refrigerator. It was given to them to pour and they would have gotten a beating because they weren't supposed to touch that milk. They weren't supposed to make mistakes. They weren't supposed to learn and grow. And with learning and growing means there are going to be mistakes made. But we're not allowed to do that as kids. These are the types of parents that become no contact. Okay. These are the type. Now, if you say to yourself, I was beat and I turned out great. That's between you and your Jesus or whoever you serve, whoever your, the name you want to put on that. But for a lot of people, it still does not make sense. And a lot of times the, 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 the punishment doesn't match. Now I'm going to ask you to think about this. If you believe that getting beat, right, is what it is. And you feel like it's justifiable. How is it that when people go to court for the very same thing, they try to find a way to step it back? Think about that. You beat your kid because they peed the bed. Okay. We're talking about kids under the age of 10 years old. They should have known better. They know better. Listen, everybody has their issues with their bladder. They're trying to learn. They're trying to figure this all out. Or they may have drinking water and they weren't supposed to. But if your response to that is, I'm going to beat their behind. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Think about how that makes no logical sense. Now, am I teaching you or telling you that I'm telling you how to raise your child? Absolutely not. Don't send me an email talking about how mad you are because I can't believe you said that because how you do things in your home is how you do things in your home, except for when you are harming a kid and it gets out because what justification are you going to give that when you're standing before the judge and the judge asked you, did you think that that I waited? Amazingly though, Amazingly though, when we see that there's kids that be, they're beaten so much that they end up losing their lives over it, then we're like, oh my God, that's wrong. But if you take note, if you take note, if they beat that child because that child peed the bed and they just ended up beating that child longer and causing that death, it's no different than actually starting the actual beating because the way, the, the punishment didn't make sense. So again, do what you want to do, raise your children how you want to raise it. But these are the types of examples that again, cause parents or cause grown adults to decide I'm not dealing with that. Now have getting over something and forgetting something are two different things. See, parents want this tenacity to forgive and forget. So if you bring it up, they'll just say, well, that was back in the day. I didn't know no better. I know better now I would do better, but that's still not necessarily taking accountability. Because if you're not able to say, you know, for sure you did it and you apologize for doing it. And then your actions come from a loving place. Then in actuality, what you want to do is just to hurry up, say the things that need to be said, because you don't want to hear about the things that you have said or done. If you dismiss that adult child and tell them whatever, or that's not what happened, or you want to make up all these different comments, I promise you, you are on the list to becoming a no contact. Okay. So that is the definition of no contact. These are some of the examples and there are far worse and there are some that are far less than that. And there's just so many different examples as to why, but that is the definition of how people execute the no contact rule. In the midst of no contact rule, it's usually the people who have never had a problem with their parent. And I mean, never had a disagreement, never had these things where they could, you know, they felt like they could verbally say certain things that will say, I could never, I could never do that to my mom. I could never do that to my dad. I would, I could never just cut them off like that. And God forbid you decide to, they'll say things like you need to forgive your mom. That's still your mom. That's still your mom. Let me explain the concept of that is still your mom or that is still your dad or that is still your grandma. 
grandma, that is still your cousin. Let's be clear. If you're saying that that is them, then you are justifying the fact that they can be who they are. And as the adult, I now have to accept the fact that they are the way they are in the same sense of then surrounding myself around them. There are some people that will go no contact and a lot of times they will go no contact when they actually have children. Now I'm going to share this story about my own situation and it doesn't necessarily mean that I have something ill will towards my parents or I have any type of ill thoughts with them. But I will say this, when I had my daughter, I began to notice small things within myself before the age, before my daughter was even two years old. I started recognizing certain things about how it is that I wanted to raise her. Now, a lot of people as they grow older, they're so gung-ho of making sure they don't do anything that their parents did because they didn't like what their parents did. So they're just like, I won't ever do what my parents did. I won't ever have these moments. I won't ever do that. And I say, hold on to that. I say, hold on to that. Because if you do that and get some therapy and put it in the right perspective, you actually can become and, and break generational curses. But if you're saying that out of a place of anger because you're frustrated about certain things, but you haven't gone through the healing process of trying to get through those feelings and work those things and decide where you stand with that, I promise you it's just going to become so much worse. But when you have a child, you then do begin to look at the way you were raised. You then to you just start noticing certain things, at least I did. I started to notice certain things about even just the small parenting. By the time my daughter wasn't even two years old, I can't even honestly say that I was doing so much outside of keeping her alive, right? You know, when you get to that first birthday, it's really the party ain't really for the child, it's for the parent, right? Because you're celebrating the fact that you kept a kid alive and this kid is your responsibility. But when you become a parent, it is something about that that triggers all kinds of things. And I remember one of my very first um, therapy sessions was one when I moved to Philadelphia because then I was like, you know what? I got to find some help. I got to figure this out. Um, so that was part of it. But the other part of it was learning that if I'm triggered by something, there's some, there's some meaning behind that. And so I had to figure out certain things that I was noticing in my parenting with my oldest so that I didn't repeat that. And thank the Lord, because I found out quickly after I moved here that I was pregnant with my second. So I couldn't have two kids and then I'm all helter skelter and yelling and screaming and having all these different emotions because of whatever the case may be, whatever feelings that were happening. Um, and I was sharing with one of my friends how sometimes even when I'm parenting my, my, my kids now, I find I'm having an outer body experience because some of the things that I would say to my, my kids right now, the things that I do say to them is something that I wish I would have heard as a kid. It's just, it is what it is, right? But Monique and her son, Monique has said openly that she does not have any sort of relationship or she didn't have a relationship with her son growing up. She wasn't a good mom to him. She openly admitted that, right? She admitted that. And then she went on Club Shay Shay. She had her um, interview with him. And so this came up and she was just like, you know, I'm waiting on the universe to come in and we're going to get it together one day. And I'm just waiting for this moment to happen. And, you know, we'll see. That's kind of where it left. So then the son came and he made his own statement, basically confirming that, yes, she was not a good mom. She wasn't present. She was chasing fame and not necessarily concerned about being a mom of which, again, Monique admitted to and so basically he just was like, you know, there were things that she would do to, you know, she would throw money at things, but I wanted my mom to be there for certain things. I needed to have my mom's love for certain things. I needed to have her, you know, just have her be more a present, um, 
a presence in my life and it just wasn't happening. So Monique and her husband of whom she calls daddy, which I shall, I don't get how y'all be calling y'all man daddy. Like I know it sounds good to be like, oh daddy, but like I actually have, <laughs> I actually have a, a biological father who I don't have a relationship with and I have a stepfather. I am not calling anybody daddy if it ain't one of them too. Now the first one ain't even really getting called daddy, but that my stepfather, which I call my dad, I'm not calling no other man daddy. I think my husband puts it down every single time, but I'm not about to call that man daddy. Like that man is not my father. And so I, I can't do it. I get it. Y'all think it's sexy to hear it. Oh, big daddy. Listen, y'all do what y'all want to do. I just have a problem and I'm not calling my man, my husband, daddy. The things that we do, I don't want to think about my dad in the, any least of the sense while any of that stuff is going down. So I just cannot bring my mind to do it. Like I have different names for him. We have little nicknames that we have given each other since we met each other almost 20 something years ago. I will use one of those, but I refuse to call my man daddy. That's just a little off piece for those who do. God bless you. I'm not here to change your mind. I'm just telling you what I ain't doing. So Monique calls her husband, daddy, and they sat there and they started talking about one, the things that they bought for him, which her son said, and they begin to say how, you know, they were there for him. They did certain things and they text. So she brings out her receipts and these text messages are from 2000 and I believe 11, um, it's 2014 people. 2011 content text messages are not going to be receipts of having some sort of relationship. It actually shows even more how much relationship that you don't have, because if you had more recent receipts, I, I couldn't imagine you not showing it. And, and let's be real. When you go into your phone, you're going to pull up the most recent. They're right there. Unless you delete them, they're right there. So it's just interesting that she would pull these 2011. So he came back and he basically said, come on now, 2011, these are not real receipts. Um, it is what it is. You tried to gaslight me, talk about his mental health and all these different things let me explain something to you this is why I tell people to get your mental health and figure out a way to make your mental health what it is for you because people will use your mental health as a as a card game if you let them they will pull out every time you've had an episodic moment they will pull out every time you've had these things and they will use it against you and that's exactly what happened now with all that being said, I honestly, he said out his own mouth, he is, you know, not interested in reconciling and anything else with Monique. He has had basically enough. He is just going to figure out how to raise his daughter and keep it pushing and take care of the things that need to be taken care of that concern him. And Monique is going to probably most likely with her daddy continue on doing whatever that she needs to do. Here is the thing. When you take accountability for not being there or not doing the things or being abusive or doing whatever it is that you're doing, you have to show that in your actions. None of the things that she shows is showing that she is remorseful in any way. Let me also note this. If you are the parent, it does not matter that your child is grown. You were the parent. God gifted those chi that child to you or children to you. It is not that child's responsibility to come and make it right. I'm going to say this again, because I know them 50 people, the people 50 years and up are going to have a struggle on the struggle bus. They're going to be captain of the struggle bus. It is not your child's responsibility to come to you and make it right. As the adult, the first set of adults, as the parent, it is up to you to make it right. I don't make the rules. I'm just here to enforce it. It's up to you to make it right. And if we would allow, especially if you are a black parent, I need you, if you're a black parent, if you're a Puerto Rican parent, if you are a parent of color, 
I, listen, I don't actually, you know what? I don't even care if you're purple. I don't care what color you are, what race and nationality you are. It is up to you. The one thing I need people to understand that sorry is the beginning stages of a conversation. If you start off your conversation being dismissive to your adult child, you close the door little by little by little because nobody wants to hear that when they felt that they've been wronged, right? There's been plenty of times where me and my husband, just as an example, have gotten into things. And you know what opens the door? When we say sorry and we start talking about it. Parents, it is up to you to go back and make it right. And we got to get comfortable saying, I'm sorry for the things that I said. And this is the thing. Let's, let's call a spade a spade. Don't do that generic. Well, I'm sorry if I, if, if I've offended you, cause you know, you've offended me, right? It's not, I'm sorry. Cause you know, there was a couple things that I did. No, you know what you did. And let's say you just are living in oblivion and you just don't have no clue when your adult child brings it up, repeat back what they said. And make amends if that's how you feel. But you, unfortunately, fortunately, have to make that first step. I'm sorry. I don't make the rules. Again, I'm just here to enforce them. You know, I look at my kids and I'm going to say this again. I am not the parent extraordinaire. There are going to be things that my kids and have already said to me about things that I've had to work on. But if I was stuck in my, in my, I'm the parent, I'm grown, I'm this, you still parent (laughs) and you're still grown and you can still be corrected and you can learn to say, I'm sorry. And you can learn to show your sorry by change behavior. It, you being grown does not negate any of that. You being the parent does not negate, uh, not any of that. You still are going to be the parent and you are still going to be grown, but it would be nice if you could be the parent and also be humble. It would be nice if you can be the parent and actually apologize and change that behavior. It'd be nice if your child says, I don't like the fact that you call me out of my name and you change by not calling them out of their name right? It would be nice as a parent that if you can be coachable and somebody could talk to you and tell them, Hey, I don't like this feeling that I'm feeling. I having these, um, these feelings and I don't like the way that it's making me feel because of what, you, what you're saying. And let's keep it real. You know, you're wrong. I know lean into the phone or whatever you listen to, you listen into your car, you know that you're wrong. When you heard yourself say it, you knew that you were wrong, but what you did was justified because you're grown. You justified it because you're the parent being the parent doesn't negate your, um, the abuse level. I'm the parent. So I can say what I want, ma'am, you're still abusive, sir. You're still abusive. Listen, I wrote a uh, blog post and I'm gonna put it in the show notes about toxic mothers. I've written about raggedy fathers. I've written about all kinds of things. You know why? Because these things are examples and they are real. Somebody is struggling in their mental health because they never heard their parents say, I'm proud of you. There is somebody that is struggling with their mental health right now because all they feel is rejected like they did when they felt with their parents because their parents did all the things as far as the basic things, you know, they cooked for them, made sure they ate. They did all of those things, but they never told them they loved them. They never was a listening ear. They wasn't that comforting, that, that comfort that you need because it was just too much for them to do. They just weren't able. Nobody is asking for grown children to go and use this information that I'm talking about to berate to berate their their parents but see sometimes parents want to call stuff that it's you know well you're disrespecting me 
because I told you that I didn't like the fact that you knocked me down the steps. Um, I'm being disrespectful because I'm reminding you that you used to beat the hell out of me. I'm disrespectful because I don't agree with the things that you're saying or doing. We got to stop. We got to stop and think about these things because these are the reasons are part of the reasons as to why people go no contact. I honestly pray that Monique and her son can be at a better place, but it's going to take two to tango. It's going to take two to tango. And it, honestly, it's going to take Monique going back to her son without her freaking daddy and fixing it and making it right. Now, as a parent, there are parents that have gone to their adult children and they have apologized. And that child is like, I hear you. I, I hope that this is real, but I can't take that chance. And so they will continue to go no contact. But it's the majority of the ones who've never admitted to the things that they've done and never apologized. I, I don't know how many ways I can tell you that apology is the open door. It's not the fix. It's not the bandaid. It's not the flex that people want it to be. It really is not. So I really need us to really think about the things that we say to one another when it comes to our adult children. Listen, there are people who have never gotten the opportunity to hear from their parents that they are sorry. So the other responsibility on it is not to just say the parents is wrong and they got to get their stuff together, but also you have got to get to the point where you got to live a healed life without ever hearing that sorry from the, from whomever has hurt you. Cause it don't always got to be the parents. It could be from whomever. If you cannot live a healthy lifestyle and keep your mindset clear because of the things that people have done for you, you are going to be stagnant. And that's not something I want for you. I need you to be able to grow even in the midst of dirt being put on your name. I need you to be able to grow even when the very bottom of your life feels like it has crashed because I need you to learn how to get back up and I need you to acknowledge how you feel. Be honest with yourself if you can't be honest with nobody else, but I still need you to get up and grow. I still need you to get up and grow. And sometimes in those growing pains, you just have to come to grips that you're probably never going to hear a sorry from someone. You're not going to hear that. And if that's something that you need, you need to change and re recalibrate what you think you really need. What you really need to do is to be honest with that. What you really need to do is talk to someone who's a licensed professional that can help you sort these things out so you can come to the right realization of where it is that you want to be right? Monique's son saying that he doesn't want to have a relationship, the relationship he already didn't have. And he just wants to move on from his life without this, his mother being a part of it. It's just a, a, a tr something she has to be able to take. See, it's amazing to me how the parents can act a whole nut ass fool their whole life. And then when the child is like, I, I'm done with this, instead of taking it and understanding how they could play a part in that, they want to play the victim. Well, your child has been the victim for all those years that those things were happening when they were defenseless and helpless, right? They couldn't do anything to stop you from doing the things that you were doing. And now they still have to pay the price. But listen, adult child, I, I promise you, you can live a healthy life and you don't have to allow it to stop you. You don't have to allow it to just be the final say you have a responsibility to yourself. And if God forbid you now birthed other people to be responsible, you can't let them bear the brunt of something that happens that didn't, you didn't have no control. So God knows they don't have none. I know life is hard. Life is hard for all of us, but we've got to make some decisions that come to our realization that we have got to take care of better care of ourselves. And you've got to be able to be um, okay with learning that the waves of healing is going to go up and down. 
There are some times when you don't even remember half the things that happened. And then it could be one small thing that will trigger you and you'll just be like, I can't believe I didn't remember that. Like you'll actually, you know, it's crazy how our mind works and how memories work. You know, sometimes we bring up these old memories and they make us feel like we're peeling back the scab and revealing this pain once again. And that's very true feeling. But then there are times when those pains are numbed and you start to remember things because you can see them from a healed or a cleared eyesight. You can hear the things that took place in your life and you're like, you know what? That was not okay. I really want us to really just take our time to make sure that we get ourselves all the way together. I want us to live the best life that's possible. And sometimes that also means that we may need to cut out some people from our circle. But in the midst of cutting out people, I need you to also keep your heart soft. Keep your heart soft because sometimes if you don't have that mother figure that you want, God will always bring you what you need. There will be people that can come into your life that will feel necessarily not feel it all the way, but they can at least they can at least be a part of your journey. I watched on the news here in Philadelphia a couple of weeks ago where this um, older woman was living in her home, you know, doing the things that she needs to do. And as she continued to get elderly and started to grow, you know, get older, she just became, you know, couldn't do as much as she was doing before, but her neighbor stepped in, her neighbor stepped in and that older woman said, you know, I have a daughter, but she treats me more like a daughter than my actual daughter. And you'll hear the mom, the woman who was stepping in, she didn't have a mother. And so she just was, you know, she was open. She was open. And she's like, you know, this woman treats me like a mom. She's listening. She's my biggest champion. She does all the things. And so I don't mind making sure that I take care of her. She looks out for her. She makes sure she has all the things. She takes her to the doctors, all of these things, because she opened up her heart to be able to receive that type of love from a stranger or someone that was not familiar with her. One thing I learned from my own parenting journey was that I wanted my circle when it comes to like the village, I wanted my village to be my parents and my, my closest friends. And, you know, that's what I wanted, but I had to learn that villages look so much different these days. Sometimes the village is a neighbor. Sometimes the village is a friend that has stepped into your life, into your world and has make you feel like a million bucks because they're super supportive and they, they love your kids. They do all these different things. I need you to understand that as we learn to grow from the things that we did not like, the things, some things we didn't even deserve, because again, when good old man logic shows up, it shows that some of these things just should not have been said or done, right? But I want us as a people that's listening to this podcast, because we're on a journey to become that much better. I want us to take in consideration that, yes, there are times when you might have to go no contact, but in the midst of no contact, still go and get therapy and get your heart and allow your heart to open so that you can deal with those things, but not allow it to cut you off from the life that you are and were meant to be and meant to have. Like, I want that for you because there's so many people who just like disengage because their emotions are not able to handle all of these ups and downs from these different sources. If you are feeling triggered in any way by the back and forth between Monique and her son, I need you to understand that that is a cry for you to go and get some help in some form or fashion. You might want to go and see about that because therapy isn't just for when you're angry and when you're emotional and you're crying every 2.3 seconds because there's so many levels of what mental health is. There's so many levels, but I do believe, I do believe that the work still has to be done. It absolutely has to be done. 
Now, let's switch over from all this no contact to talk about something that has given a lot of people contact. Listen, the Super Bowl was doing what it's supposed to do. I absolutely enjoyed the Super Bowl show or the halftime show, the Usher Bowl that took place this past weekend because let me just tell you, I was here for it. Now, I do love football, so it's not that I just didn't want to see the game, but I was here for Usher, right? And the food and all the drinks and all the things. Um but Beyonce, who has never, and I mean absolutely never, been in any type of commercial, especially during nobody's Super Bowl, um, came out with an announcement and dropped two new country singles. Listen, how did you think that Beyonce, who is born and raised in Houston, Texas, H-Town, wouldn't eventually be able to do a uh, country? Like, y'all got yourselves and y'all mindsets in such a whole TV about why Beyonce is doing country instead of embracing it. To those who have been embracing it, come on now. I'm here for that. I, listen, somebody asked me today, did I have <laughs> my cowboy or cowgirl hat? And I'm like, uh, yeah, Ben got that cowgirl hat. I'm going to wear that. And I'm going to be ready to dance and do my line dances. There's some beautiful movements happening on TikTok. So if you ever get a chance to just go click over there, over to TikTok, so you can see some of those amazing dances. It's absolutely, absolutely amazing. Listen, people used to talk about black people, just specifically, they're not the only people who listen to rap and um and R&B and things like that. But they, everybody would be like, oh my God, not everybody, but a few folks would just be like, oh my God, you know, I need you to listen to something else. Now they listen to something else and you still got a problem. That that's just, just shows that people just be saying, doing and acting off in the very much, just the very much sense. So again, <laughs> I need y'all to get y'all stuff together. In addition to getting your stuff together, because it just is what it is. Again, I can't stress so quickly enough that you need to get yourself checked for all of the services this year. I want you to make that priority because as you make that a priority, it's also showing that you're making yourself a priority and that we need in our lives right now. Well, again, there's a thousand and one stories going on on the internet. I think I've covered enough because we've all been talking about Monique. We've all been talking about the sun. Um... And again, I just want to explain what is no contact. And I think we've done that. Now, are there a thousand one reasons as to why somebody goes non no contact? Absolutely. So for those listening to the different examples that I gave, those are just examples that came to mind. Please use your own thought process about what it is or things that could make you go no contact. There are people who have been abused and have a disdain for the things that their parents have done and still love their parents and are very much still um, engaging with their parents. This does not mean that everybody's response to the things that they've been through have to be the same, right? Two things can actually still be correct. You could still have been a an abusive parent and your child, which is an adult now, can still consider you to be um, somebody that they would contact and or still want to be in their in your life. So that's the, let's just keep that clear because some folks will get into their spirit and their feelings about what they've heard. Trust and believe there's always two things that can be true at the same time. Um, you just have to be willing to accept the fact that you've done wrong. I know that my kids are probably making lists as I speak that I, I, my kids, they, I let them to have that space and let them have that conversation with me. Now that doesn't believe that I don't, that I'm, that I'm going to grow up and they're going to, I'm not going to grow up, but they're going to grow up and then not have something to say about something that I've done. I think as human beings, we have different experiences and I feel like we're all going to have conversations about things that worked and didn't work. And I'm always praying for me to have the same mindset now that I do when it becomes my turn, because as much as I could critique my own parents, 
there are some critiques. I got three children. My three children are going to have three separate critiques. You can raise the same amount of kids in the same home and everybody has a different experience. It's just what it is. And so you have to do the best job that you can without making excuses for the things you did not do right? You got to do the best job that you can without making excuses for the things that could have happened or things that should have happened. You have to be able to do the best that you can, but also follow up with a better response when someone is telling you that they don't like something. Uh, We don't give children enough respect because we believe that kids are kids and that as the adult and as the parent that we don't have to respect them or feel like they have feelings or act like they don't, you know, have, they're not intelligent human beings. When we all know that they are, they are extremely intelligent human beings. And so we have to start treating people in general like that. Um, I'm not advocating for, you know, gentle parenting and this different that, because I feel like we all have, Um, our own thoughts and processes about how we want to do certain things. But that does not mean that we can't be accountable. We really do have to um, be accountable for the things that are happening all the way around us. This past week was also Valentine's Day. So I hope that you received some form of love, some form of affirmation, whether that was some sort of self-care, mental health, wellness for yourself, or or that was a platonic friendship that showed you love that day. Just whatever it is that you had going on for Valentine's Day, I pray that that, you know, continues to happen for you way more than just one day, way more than just one day for you. I love that for you. I want that for you. Um, so as we continue on with Black History Month, listen, I need everybody to get themselves together when it comes to certain things. Listen, you can acknowledge the beautiful attributions that black people have made during Black History Month and all year round. Really, you don't got to wait for a month and you can attribute to all different races and the things that they have brought. But this is now Black History Month and I want us to really take into consideration to support a black um, business owner. Support them. Find one to support. Not everybody's out here giving out raggedy customer service and being ghetto. And I don't even know what being ghetto even is, but whatever it is y'all have attributed to ghetto-ness, it doesn't always have to be that way. I want us to find a way to support a black um, business owner, whether they're the, or even a creative, someone who's a writer, whatever the case may be, support, support, support. This weekend, I want you to try to find something that really, really, really makes you feel good. Something that resonates with your spirit something that you can do for yourselves that have absolutely nothing to do with how you are and your titles of the people that are surrounding you. I want you to find one activity. I want you to do it well. I want you to enjoy your weekend because you are deserving. With that being said, this is the episode for season 10, episode four, where we are talking about what is exactly no contact. So again, I hope that you never are put into a position of having to be no contact or having someone go no contact on you. Um, somebody said, if somebody's, if they grown kids, don't mess with them. I'm not fooling with them either. Um, that's the cleanup version, but I think it does have some validity to it. I feel like sometimes we forget that when you're growing up in the family that you have, that your family and that you have knows about you and they know the things that you have done and they know the things that you have become and what you were. And just like I, and I'm always looking and seeking for grace. I also am willing to give that same grace 
And I pray that you're able to do the same with the people in your life. But again, it's going to take two to tango. So it's going to take reconciliation that starts with the first word of forgiveness. And I'm sorry and acknowledging. And of course, you can't go back and change time. Of course, you can't back and go back and make things right. But you can build upon a good relationship now if you're willing to be coachable, if you're willing to listen, if you're willing to do the work. Um, and yes, as a parent, it's going to be on you. So having the most amazing weekend. Thank you a thousand times over for listening to this podcast. It brings me nothing but pure joy. Have a great weekend. It is Friday. I want y'all to make sure you are doing all of the things. I know I haven't been doing the drink of the of the week or the day because people have been asking. I have been getting a couple of DMs of people who have been listening to a lot of the older um, episodes and are saying, how come you haven't been doing the drink of the day? I actually will be bringing that back to the drink of the day. Um, but I also want to make sure that I'm not always advertising and pushing just only exclusive alcohol. I want us to talk about different things that can be our drink of the day and different recipes that we can learn because the more you learn, child, the more you grow. So um, have a good day, have a good weekend, and I will be back with you next weekend with Conversations with Toy. Thank you as always for joining me. And I know that even in the deepest or joyful conversations, that there's something we can learn and apply. Until next time, I hope that you are doing better. If not, we will be back to talk some more and handle it. Peace to you and yours. Stay grounded.